Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Time now for the Six Rings Post Game Show. Breaking down everything Patriots. Now, here's Fitzy and Hart on WEEI. Two days since the New England Patriots last played a football game that counted. And at the home opener of the 2023 season, on Thank You Tom Day, with emotions riding high, weather a factor all day long, new hopes, similar team, same dream. Patriots come up a play short. Andy, in your lane, it was the right booty call made by the officials at the end, only one foot in bounds. Yep. 25-20, the defending NFC champion, Philadelphia Eagles, get the best of your New England Patriots at the 2023 home opener, running their record to 0-1 on the day, on the season. Oh, it was so close. Yes, they had so many chances late in the game. All the Foxborough feels of earlier, the gridiron goosebumps running throughout the 65,000 in attendance on a day that was rife with emotion, magical moments, and the possibility for a comeback where they could have tilted the table towards and in favor of the 2023 team because that is exactly the kind of game that they found a way to lose last season. They still haven't found a way to bring in the W. Hello, how are you? Your old pals Nick Fitzy Stevens and Andy Jumbo Hart back here with another season of the Six Rings postgame show on Boston Sports Original 93.7 FM. WEEI will be with you here until 10 o'clock tonight. And we'd love to hear from you at 617-779-7937. The socials at WEEI, at FitzyGFY, at Jumbo Heart. And, of course, the text line is available and open for business at 37937. Right off the bat, 401 texter Andy. Moral Victory Monday. Here we come. Well, this will be a uh, glass half full, glass half empty game. Moral Victory Monday, whatever you want to call it. I think there's a couple ways to look at this. There are some definitives. You proved... You are still not good enough to overcome mistakes, Mm -hmm. errors, Mm -hmm. turnovers, especially against what we believe to be a good football team. We believe the Philadelphia Eagles will be one of the better teams in the NFL this season, may make a run at returning to the Super Bowl. You're certainly not good enough to overcome that against a team like that, even at home on opening day with Tom Brady in the house looking down from above. But I would also say... There were a lot of things that we can talk about throughout the course of the next two hours that were good in this game. That oh, yeah. Were, there were plays that were made. There were areas of effort mm-hmm. that I think deserve some spotlight and some um, pats on the back. There were some times in this game where I would argue Mac Jones may have looked as good as he's ever looked in a Patriots uniform. In that second quarter, I think it was 11 straight completions on consecutive scoring drives to dig out of the 16 to nothing deficit. Certainly some of that. There were also some of the maddening mistakes, errors, failures in execution that have become, sorry Tony Romo, characteristic of the New England Patriots over the last two plus seasons. Early on, Dietrich Wise, offsides. Can't mm-hmm. do that. You can't extend drives like that. They end up scoring. Um you can't have a delay of game when you're driving for a potential game-winning touchdown. You can't have two holding calls. We all know that once you have a holding call on a drive, the percentage of touchdowns scored 
drops all the way down into the teens. Like, you're just not going to score right. when you have a holding call. Especially when you're not that good. And you can't have two holding calls on the same damn drive, which is, of course, what happened uh, early in the fourth quarter as well. Once again, when the Patriots were moving to try to either tie up or take take the lead against the Eagles. Holding calls. Uh, sacks. They didn't give up a sack until the second half of the fourth quarter. They give up two pivotal sacks in the back end of the fourth quarter on drives when the Patriots are trying to either, once again, tie the game up or take the lead. You actually score a two-point conversion to give your, to bring yourself 25-22 to 22 so that you would have only needed a field goal, and there's another holding call. Yep. Like, again, yes, not good enough to overcome their mistakes. And the big a, ones, too. Yes. You lost a game by five points when you gave them 14. So I don't need to be an MIT mathematician to say turnovers, as is so often the case, Bill Belichick will tell you, decided this football game. A poor throw from Mac Jones on the inside, wet ball, deflects, Pick six, Darius Slay, and then a terrible fumble by Ezekiel Elliott on his first catch in a New England uniform. Mm -hmm. That leads to a short field, which leads to another touchdown. That's the ball game. You gave them, I guess it's not 14 points because they missed the the PAT. So I think it was 13 points there. You gave them 13, and you only lost by five. Pretty simple math. You gave them the game. Turnovers gave away opening day. That will be my headline when I post. I was going to say, there we go. You're actually just blogging right there for all of us. And, of course, don't miss Andy's three up and three down, which he was going to actually post earlier, but now actually can't put up at WEI.com because the game fluctuates. There's a lot going on in the fourth quarter. A lot of moving parts. Real quick, let me take you back. Before we get into the feel of the day, the emotions of the day, we'll set the scene from hours before. Mother Nature, obviously a factor. Is it just because she's in a mood this year? Was she weeping because Tom Brady came home? Tom Brady, he told us many times, Andy, he was both the river and the storm. So there are a lot of meteorological factors in play. But in that first quarter, when the rain was an issue, I mean, we're dealing with our fifth or sixth different squall at that point, uh, like little cells popping here and there and all over. It was definitely raining. And that first play that turns into a pick six for Darius Slay, A, what was the worst part? Was it the pass for Mac? B, Bourne, who wasn't wearing gloves at the time, and he put the gloves on later and then ended up with two tutties, was it Bourne basically juggling the ball into Darius Slay's hands? Or was it C, Max effort to not stop Darius Slay on the return? Because I found the, fi- the C to be the most offensible. Uh, I would say the throw, because the throw created the play in which he showed, que- they all showed questionable effort. You know who didn't? City So. Chased Slay the furthest. If you look, the last person chasing him as mm-hmm. he crosses the end zone is a 300 and whatever the hell he is, 30-pound guard from 50 yards downfield. So there was some effort by some players on that play. But, yeah, Mac was a little questionable, but I've never – I always think the quarterback's job there is to make the guy cut back. It's not really to tackle him. It is to make the guy cut back. Once he cuts back, you hope somebody else is trailing. I uh, One of the highlights I really enjoyed was Trent Brown just flat-footed watching the play from way back in the background. Uh-huh. Trent Brown didn't run at all. Okay, I'm with this texture in the 401 as well. Andy, I said it to you at the time as well. I was coming straight in from the stadium. I asked you when the Patriots issued, it was on that uh it was on one of those drives where they had an issue in the fourth quarter. They went, I think it was like first and they went on first down, they turned it into second and five, and that became and then they ran it, they ran it and on fourth down when they could have easily kicked a field yep. goal as Philadelphia was just banging field goal. Jake Elliott, one of the best underrated field goal kickers. He's not Justin Tucker, but he's pretty damn good. They could have gone for the field goal there. How does it feel when you lose a game by five points when you passed up an easy three and went for it at the 18-yard line? You could have taken that field goal, and then in the end there, you're playing for a field goal. You could bleed the clock, walk out of the stadium, 26-25 ball game. Yeah, I didn't understand the decision at the time. Uh, we were talking about it in the boardroom. It was an obvious kick the field goal. In my opinion, the reason is your defense had played really, really well all day. You had even the first drive. They, that which was the best drive of the day mm-hmm. for the Eagles. Again, a penalty kept them on the field. You mm-hmm. made some mistakes. And then they went three and out, three and out, three and out to end the first half. I think the way your defense had played most of the day, kick the field goal there and say, I'm going to get the ball back. I tr- it's the strength of your team, correct? It's your best unit. Like at some point when the game is on the line, don't you want your best to be the thing that is giving you a chance to either win or lose? And I would say that's the Patriots defense. And which you... And right. okay, we throw now live to New England Patriots coach Bill Belichick. You know, I'm sure everybody had some good plays and had some plays they'd like to have back. That was probably the same for every player and coach participated in the game. Uh, Bill, I believe a career high pass attempts for Mac Jones tonight. What did his?
performance and the success of the passing game show you in terms of confidence in his ability to lead the offense and be someone who can carry the offense in the passing game? Yeah, we have confidence in all our players and confidence in everything we do, the running game, passing game, special teams, defense. We have confidence in all of them. Uh, Bill, early fourth quarter, fourth and three from the 17. You have to go for it instead of kicking the field goal. Uh, what went into that decision? It was the best decision for the team. Uh, in hindsight, do you wish you had kicked more field goals in this one? We made the best decision we could at the time. Didn't know we'd be down there you know, multiple times. Six minutes to go in the game. I don't know. Big kick that I'm sure you'd be asking Lebanon to go for it. Bill, you guys dug yourself a hole tonight, um, but then you were able to get out of it pretty much, and and your team came back. What did you learn about your team and their ability to try to come back tonight, obviously falling a little bit short? That we didn't play good enough to win. Did enough things to make it competitive, but not enough to win. Got to coach better, got to play better. Coach, down two starting offensive linemen, one of the best pass rushes in the NFL, and Mack did not get sacked until the final three minutes of the game. How do you evaluate how the offensive line played overall today? Yeah, again, I think overall we were, you know, played competitively. Um, and we had some good plays, and then we had a couple of plays that, you know, could have been better, obviously. So a couple of holding penalties, you know, we had some key penalties and obviously the turnovers. And so just, just need to do a better job. Bill what's, Bill, what's your upshot on offensive execution in the game and uh, what did you not like about what you saw? And what? Sorry. Uh, offensive execution in the game, upshot on, on what you saw. Again, it's a lot of things we need to work on, do better, be more consistent. It seemed like offensively some things came in place in the second quarter. Um, what did you see that allowed the offense to have more success in that second quarter? Just better execution, better timing. Bill, the, uh, the hit that Jabril Peppers landed uh, to get you guys the ball back at the end of the game, what did you think of that play? Yeah, great contact play. Pep's an explosive player. Um, you know, it's a great hit. Ball popped right out. Really, it's a great tackle. I thought we, you know, for the most part, tackled pretty well tonight. But I mean, always room for improvement. Uh, Bill, it seemed uh, early on uh, pretty conservative offensive approach. Also, uh, in time with the weather being at harshest, did the rain and the conditions affect the way the offense was called early on? Appeared to push the ball more down. I don't downfield. think so. Uh, I mean. Yeah, you're right. We didn't launch a lot of deep balls, but there weren't a lot of those anyway. But yeah, I mean, it's a little bit of a factor in the early in the game, yeah. Kendrick Bourne um, seemed almost to be a lifeline for Mac tonight. Two huge touchdowns. Um, is is bringing him back into the fold more and more um, something that you're looking to do this season? Thought all of our skill players are productive, so I thought they all were. All the receivers, both tight ends, backs, so tie. So I mean, they have good production from all those guys. Bill, um, what did you see from Christian Gonzalez tonight? Uh, we yeah, saw that was asked earlier. Okay. My apologies. Yeah, no worries. Bill, Hertz averaged about 5.2 yards per attempt, struggled to run the ball as well. Just the overall job that you did on him, I know gave up a, a, a essentially a score because of the offense and another one after the turnover. So you had to be pretty pleased with that group. Yeah, I mean, we were, it was competitive. Um, you know, some things we could have done better and, you know, but yeah, I got a touchdown on a short field and, Uh, Bill, on on offensive fourth downs, did you did you see, have a question about that one? No. Okay. Uh, for, so I mean, we hit some, we didn't hit some. So 
you guys were one of four, so I just wondered, felt like you were facing long, long situations, and and how did you guys, would, how did you guys feel like you executed in those? Go for on fourth down. You need need your best execution. So. Hey, Bill, I know you rotated the receivers uh, throughout the game, and all those rotations are made in the best interest of the team. Specific to the last drive, uh, Kayshawn and Demario playing over Juju, what was the thinking behind that move? Yeah, again, we had different groups, different rotations, so um, we're good with whoever's in there. All right, thanks. All right, New England Patriots coach Bill Belichick, uh, appropriately curt, yet at the same time far, Andy, from, shall we say, the sternest or grumpiest that we've heard him in days at the same time, understandably frustrated, not with the line of questioning or not just having to answer for what what took place out in the field, but rather the fact that that game was within grasp, was within reach, and yet a couple of late missed opportunities, a couple of late penalties, a couple of late sacks, like you said, Driving, proving that you're worthy of competing with one of the better teams in the NFL, as we presume the defending NFC champion Philadelphia Eagles will be this season, and then just getting so close and then reminding us just like last year that they're not good enough to overcome their own mistakes. That basically, in a lot of ways, yes, the final score says the Philadelphia Eagles defeated the New England Patriots, but really in a lot of ways, it was the New England Patriots who ended up finishing their own selves off at the end of the game today. And I got to tell you, this brings back... Not just like Ramondre fumbling against the Bengals or the, the, the lateral that shall not be named from Vegas last year, but watching a team come really close and just not yet have been able to learn or find a way to overcome those mistakes or just not make them in the first place and get a win because this was within their grasp. Or was it the coaching? And maybe that's why Bill didn't want to answer any of this. What was the coaching? That bad decisions late, like curious decisions to go for it on fourth down, not taking the field goal. Oh, I mean... He didn't he make the best decision that. for his team. No, he I, said I, he did, but he didn't. Thank you. He he thinks he did. That's right. where he he muddies the water. We made the best decision. For, no, no, no. You think you did. You done effed up. And and yes, at the end, we know you effed up. Whether, but a lot of us, I think, were questioning it at the time. Uh-huh. Kick the field goal. Your defense is playing well. You should have a shot here. And he didn't. And he loses. But I agree with his comment where we did enough to make things competitive, but not enough to win. And this is where we've talked about all off-season on the Six Rings podcast. I know this is the Six Rings on-air post-game show, but if you're just listening to this the first time, we do a podcast all year round, a couple times a week. Feel free to download it. Well, and we, we've, Yeah, what? we also complained about the offensive line all off-season long. And guess no, but what? I don't care about Back. that. We've talked okay. about you can be better yes. and lose. You were better yes. today. I think you play it last year. Some of the teams you played last year, you would have won today. You didn't. You played the defending NFC champions, one of the more talented teams in football. You can't. You made plays. You made mistakes, and your mistakes cost you the game because you're not good enough to do that against good teams. We may find out later. Are you do, good enough to do that against mediocre teams as the season shakes out? Maybe, but you're not good enough to play the way you've played, in my opinion, for two plus years and win football games against playoff caliber opponents. So you are not that good. And you certainly, when presented with the opportunity, need to take advantage of curious decisions, bad calls. You call a bill out by the other team. Week one. I didn't say just yet. Oh, oh, clip that, save that. Fitzy, Belichick to be fired. Question that this was by, by any stretch. Now, good game plan. They did a nice job by and large containing and corralling Jalen Hurts. Yep. This was far from one of his greatest rushing efforts. As a matter of fact, they kind of made. The Eagles offense that was just a few plays away from winning the Super Bowl and seemed unstoppable at times back in February, they they made that offense at times look pretty mediocre. Again, Absolutely. like you said, the defense is by far at this point in the season, after the offseason, after the overhaul, after the coaching changes, the defense is definitely the more dominant unit between the two. Understood and completely Agreed. But when the offense got rolling, Mac Jones, three touchdown passes, 320-something yards passing, Ramondre got going late on the draws and the screens. I just, what was, ah, I didn't, it's like Bill O'Brien ran out of options to be able to pull from the quiver. There wasn't any, there wasn't any last something he could do to just get that final conversion or to drive the ball in. Or again, when they did, they made these mistakes. And I just wonder why those same mistakes, I see the text line is lighting up with like, glad I sold my tickets. Bill cost us a game again. How can you guys say that the players lost this game because the coaches made the worst did calls? Did you see Ezekiel Elliott? 
Yeah. Because he gave the ball to the Eagles. Did you see Mac Jones? A terrible throw or a bad throw. Maybe not terrible. Bad throw. Bad throw gave the ball to the Eagles in wet game conditions. A time when I think you need to be a little more cautious or aware or accurate, whatever you want to call it. There were plenty of physical mistakes by the New England Patriots on the football field. Were the coaches perfect? No. The coaches were not perfect. I don't know who to blame because I can tell you if Matt Patricia were the offensive coordinator and they were driving for a comeback attempt and they had to delay a game in under two minutes or whatever the hell that was, we would be pointing the finger at fat Matt Patricia and mocking him and pencil this and pencil. Was that Bill O'Brien's fault? Was it Mac Jones's fault? Who's was that it on? Ezekiel Elliott who was coming in from out wide to get into the backfield? The execution there was not good. Are we putting that on the, we've dubbed him the competent, experienced, capable play caller and offensive coordinator? More than that, we've dubbed him the savior. Good. Yes, and they had a delay of game. Just like that, like freaking genie. What's that girl's name? Yeah, I, I dream, dream of genie. genie. Yes. Yeah, like she was twinkle, twinkle, twinkling. That's what the ref was doing. Because you delay a game, and that's it. that can't happen. You can't have that on fourth and twelve. Hey, on fourth and twelve, let's have a delay a game. What are we doing? So there were coaching mistakes, but I would boil it down to the turnovers are the reason you lost the game. There were other reasons that contributed to the losing effort, but the turnovers are the reason you lost the game. I would also say. Big picture takeaway that I'd like to talk about a little bit down the show. We've got some time. Mac Jones' arm strength. Oh. Because you know who didn't like it? Nate Washington. Nate Washington at halftime says, hey, uh, Mac Jones, you might want to uh, avoid throwing the ball to the sidelines because that's not really your thing. you got to throw it to the middle of the field because your arm can't get it there. Would you describe it as as I did when we were watching the final quarter together uh, here? Would you describe it as Pennington-esque? Uh, well, I've always described it that way. You told me two years ago it was going to get stronger and it looked better and all these things. Why was oh, it's it working with Tom House. He's well, going to get stronger. And I told you, you don't get stronger. You get marginally. Why was he not stronger. able to step in? But I've he never does not have a strong arm. But that now, was... I will marry in a little bit of, he got the poop Wet kicked out of him all yeah. summer, mm-hmm. so he's a little trigger shy, and he knows the it's... best pass rush is going against a bad offensive line. I think that's playing into his mindset. But he never I... stepped up into the pocket either. We were talking yeah, about that. Yeah, because he's probably saying there's not going to be a pocket. I'm well, just going to throw up. off my back foot. The greatest person, the greatest quarterback of all time who was also the master of, as the pocket collapsed, just sort of like blindly finding the force and feeling his way through the pocket and no, landing that, that spot. We're not yeah. comparing Mac to Tom I'm Brady. I'm just saying, I don't care if, he was if in there's the any one thing you want to watch about Tom Brady and that he can learn, he's not the same size, he doesn't have the same arm strength, he doesn't play the same way, but if there's any one thing that Mac Jones could learn from Tom Brady, aside from never looking old, is stepping up in the pocket and finding your spot. Mac, I, I, people have been complaining about this since he came to the pros. He runs into traffic, not away from it. I don't understand. It's it's like an animal that doesn't understand that there's there are cars coming in both directions Deer and wanders into the street. A little bit, a little bit. Okay, wow. It's frustrating. Really and again, I know, I know, I know he Mac threw for over three hundred yards. Well. He did. I thought in the middle of the second quarter, the end of the second quarter was as good as he's played, as well as he's played. And, and, I'll, and dare I and dare I say good. and dare I say, having been on the field, getting soaked at the time as well, watching the game. After the first quarter, at the I think it was after the Patriots' fourth drive. I'm not sure if you could hear it on the broadcast, but it was pronounced and loud. And, yes, the audio does remain with inside the bowl a little bit better now that they added the bar and the big TV and the lighthouse. The Boo Birds were out, and they were out in force and quite loud at the stadium at the end of the first, at the they end should of the first be. quarter. You had turnover, turnover, punt, punt. Both of the punts were three and outs. TTPP. I may have paid a lot of money to sit in this seat, and that's what you're giving me? I'm going to boo. I'm going to boo. I don't have a problem with booing, as long as they didn't start chanting, we want Brady. Nope. They were good about that. Okay. There was no zappy. They there was no, we the, want Brady. The team earned the boo. Yes. The team absolutely earned the boo birds. They didn't earn anything beyond that, and they turned it around. They made it a game. The defense played its ass off. Mm-hmm. The defense, if they can do that against lesser teams, lesser quarterbacks, they will. At, now, I don't know when those arrive, because there's some formidable offensive attacks on the horizon based on what the Dolphins did today. Uh, Tua just that. dropped a 470 burger on the Chargers at Los Diego SoFi Stadium. And again, folks, yes, final score, Eagles 25, Patriots 20. This is the Six Rings Football Things postgame show. Actually, we just call it the Six Rings postgame show. Six Rings of Football Things is the podcast. The Six Rings postgame show, live here on 93.7 FM, WEEI, and across the WEEI Sports Radio Network. Uh, the lines are jammed right now, much and like the text line one. is as dumb as ever. Yeah. I continue you, to believe the people that negative in, ninnies. Negative ninnies and then, oh, it's hilarious. You think this team would have scored more than 10 points with the fat Matt as the offense? No. 
I didn't say that. I said if they had had a delay a game in the final two minutes, we would have been looking to hang him up on the new lighthouse right. forever. We would, have had, we would have had Brady wringing his head afterwards after they executed Matt Patricia. I'm going to need you to listen, text people. Bill O'Brien, because he comes in so touted, so vaunted, oh, he can do no wrong. He'd probably be the first one to tell you, I got to get that play in quicker. Or I got to make sure they understand the play call quicker so we don't have that. Or if it was an operator error, if you will, then he'd probably be... I, the first one to tell you, I got to make sure they understand it quicker and clearer. He does have a degree of accountability. I didn't really necessarily love when Coach Belichick said we made the right decision at the time about the field goal because, Bill, I love you, but you didn't. You didn't. You didn't. And this is not second guessing. This was first guessing by and many. Also, why and should Fitzy we? And Fitzy and I are accomplished flag football coaches. Are you kidding me? I got a couple well, rings for. I'm I'm oh 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 and one on the season. It was a tie. It was a good one. It was a good effort Friday night. we gotta, we got to work on the short game. But the blitz kind of threw our quarterbacks late in the game. I digress. By the way, real quick, again, it's just a text line, and there's probably some people in the car going, I ah, turn this crap off. I can't listen to this kind of stuff. I just sat through this game. I'm soaking wet. i got to change my underwear for the third time today, and now i got a two-and-a-half-hour ride home. I need something to pick me up and make me feel better. Here's something that will pick you up and make you feel better. Your team played way better than they did for the majority of last year. Your team went toe-to-toe with a team many are likely saying can make it back to the NFC Championship and is a Super Bowl contender. Your team had victory within their grasp several times today, including late in the clutch. It was right there for the taking. The team is markedly better already. There was such better play calling throughout the game. You didn't have tight ends running into each other. The receivers weren't bunched up together with bad spacing. As a matter of fact, if Kayshawn Booty, Bootay, realized that you can't go by college rules and only have one foot in and was able to somehow twice. drag that other foot, and it happened twice on the day, point of emphasis this week in coaching Mr. O'Brien and Troy Brown as well, thank you, then guess what? They probably would have had the ball on the 12-yard line with a chance to win with 24 seconds left. It didn't happen. These are the teachable, coachable moments that the Patriots can learn from, but you are allowed as both media member and fan, of which I am both proudly, to say, hey, you know what? I still care enough to get frustrated by a game where they were this close to winning on Tom Brady Day when the emotions were running so high and there were goosebumps and people crying and hugging, and damn it, now I'm yelling at nobody. 617-779-7937 is your telephone number. You know what, Andy? Uh, we got a couple minutes to the first commercial break. Why don't we welcome in some of the fabulous Foxborough faithful listenership onto the program. Let's actually go out of the region all the way down to Balmer, Mark is our first caller today here on the Six Rings Post Game Show. How are you, Mac? Gentlemen, Fitzy, always good to talk to you. You guys have pretty much summed up everything I thought through the entire game, except I would change one thing. Yes, sir. We didn't just give him thir- 13 points. We eschewed an additional four by not kicking the field goal and then having to go for two instead of just kicking the one. So, actually, we lost by five. Well, they lost by five. We watched. They lost by <laughs> five. But we gave up 17 that we could have had. Or, or, Well, never mind. You know what I'm saying. Yes, I do. No, these are all very fair points, Mark. The Patriots did not only, in addition to gifting, and I appreciate the call. Thanks for hanging in there. Uh, his line is open if you guys want to jump in. Not for long. They did not only gift points to the Eagles, Andy, on several occasions as well, but also they missed a chance to capitalize. Like, if you if you want to pull back and just, like, like, let's just give everyone a mulligan on, like, turnovers, pick sixes, et cetera, and just say, okay, which team – which team looked like the better team today? Would you probably say the Patriots actually looked like the better team? Uh, I can't necessarily say that. I'm just that. asking you to, to, to requalify With how crappy they it. looked in the first quarter, no. Because I don't think the Eagles ever looked as bad as the Patriots did in that first quarter. Okay, fair point. But would you say the Patriots look improved? Absolutely. Yeah. They went toe-to-toe with a good team. I told you in our Six Rings preview, if it was a close game, if you went toe-to-toe and... You had the chance to win it. Like, that's a building block. Mm -hmm. This is where you are. I mean, people need to realize, people mocking Moral Victory Monday, like, you're a mediocre team whose upside is to compete for a seventh playoff seed, right? Like, Correct. Can we be realistic about what you're hoping or looking well, for? Sports Illustrated said they're going to win the AFC. Well, Sports Illustrated's stupid. It's not even a paper anymore. <laughs> so, like, I didn't even know it still existed. I don't even know where you go to get Sports Illustrated. Can you buy it? You buy it when you're flying or something Can like you? That. I don't even think you can do Does that anyone anymore. get it delivered? No, I, mean, you can get it I don't e- think you can get it delivered. You can get it e-livered. I think it's like a digital thing. But anyway, you got me off track. You're you're fighting to to reach back toward competency and right. contender and whatever like, mm-hmm. and you went toe to toe with one of the best teams in football. Mm-hmm. As and matter of fact, you forced them in, gave them away. You forced them into errors, and and you you know I will say this: I think nobody thought 
on the planet Earth, as we were watching, you and Joe Braverman, who was fresh off producing the Red Sox game, uh, thoughts and prayers, Joe, uh, were sitting in there, and I said, watch, Sirianni's going to go for it. And you guys were like, come on. He's going to punt and make the Patriots try to drive the ball 95 yards for the score. He went for it. And then Gonzo makes a great play. I, you know, sometimes you, you get presented gifts. You have to take advantage of them. Yes, and they didn't get enough gifts. But they, and they ma- gave but they, away some nice gifts. But they made some really great plays, too. Like, in addition to that Gonzo sure. play, we're all still going to Jalen They are Jalen professionals. Hurts. It is the National Football League. That, we should expect them to make good plays. Ice pack in Advil, uh, aisle one, please, for Jalen Hurts after that absolute hammer of a hit by Jabril Pepper. Loved it. What a shot. And it shouldn't be unexpected. I mean, that's nope. kind of what he does. As, as you like to say, he chooses Wait, violence. He, he wakes up every morning and has a bowl of violence. And no he milk. saw a quarterback running his way. And he was like, oh, yeah. But if they can make plays like that, and Matt can stage these kinds of comebacks. Because they can also make mistakes like that, like the interception and the Which fumble. is why I'm frustrated. Which right. is how you become a mediocre football team. But they can if be they better. If they couldn't make the good plays, guess what they'd be? Sucking for Caleb or what? what what's the? Uh, uh, crappy for Caleb. What yes. They're not that. They're in the middle Wilson somewhere. Williams. Sure, whatever. But they're not. They have talent. They have good <laughs> sure. players. We're si- we're going to get into this later. We're seeing the rebirth of Hunter Henry and Kendrick Bourne and have all of that. Have a day. Have a day. But we also see bad mistakes. And a lot of the guys on the team, Henry and Bourne, for example, made plays, right? Found mm-hmm. the end zone, looking like they're back with Mac and all that. Both had drops. Like, don't drop the ball. I'm going to need you to catch the ball. Even though Henry's was designed short of now, the sticks. Everyone, well, it was rainy out there today. Although, I think after Thursday night, I you were talking care. about Mac Jones being afraid of stepping into the pocket after the summer that he went through with the offensive line in process. It seems like everyone across the league had a case of the Tonys today. A lot of but big That's drops. a bigger picture topic we can discuss a little later. I saw Kyle Van Oy saying, like, is it me on Twitter? Is it me or is it sloppy? See, when you no don't practice each other. and you don't hit and you don't play in the preseason, uh-huh. you're not ready for opening day. One more Bad call before football. the commercials. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. You know, three games, no one plays their starters. There's no hitting. It's a big slap and tickle all late July and August long until you get to September 10th today. And you know what? By and large, the majority of the games were very meh. The 4 o'clock games, much better than the 1 o'clock games. One more call before we catch our first commercial break. David in Florida wants to talk Patriots play calling. We're here for you, David. Welcome to Six Rings. Hey, hey. You guys are back at it again. It's what we do, my man. It's what Two we things. do. Now, two things. First, the, the last, the last series. Did they have? Did they have three timeouts left? Uh just one actually. But, but, but right, going back to the fourth and seventeen call. Yes. Is, is there, is, that was just before the two minute warning. How many timeouts do they have at that point? How many time? Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Go back to that again, David. I'm sorry. The, the four, it was fourth and twelve, and they had to delay a game, push mm-hmm. it back to fourth and seventeen. Now, they had three timeouts at that point, didn't they? Uh, I don't know if they had three at that point. I think they may have had only still had two. I think they had to call one. Uh, no, the, actually, at that point, no, there were still three and a half minutes left. Yes, they did have all three timeouts. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, this is the same thing as the Kansas City game. I mean, punt the ball, you, you, and you had a two-minute warning. The defense is playing fabulous, and you're right. If the defense plays as well as they did today, they're going to have a chance to go deep. I do. I believe that. The defense was fabulous. Yep. I mean, Philadelphia did, did nothing against the defense today. Not so, much. I, I mean, punch the ball, use your timeouts, use, uh, use the two-minute warning, and then you get the ball back. I mean, when you went for it on fourth and uh, you gave up field position. I mean, and then you, the field goal, too, that, you, you were, right. that, that they didn't go for. Uh, I yep. mean, but I also think that the offense – Okay. Was very um, very pedestrian today. For sure, um, David. Yeah. We got we got to jump. We got to jump with David. Thank you for the call. We got to jump and catch some commercials and trend and get everyone else up to date. And then I need to fight the text scores line and more. Back. I, you and the text line are going to get after tonight. And I got to tell you, this is one time where I am clearly in your corner. Oh, thanks. Six one seven 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 nine seven nine three seven is your telephone number. We're going to trend, catch you guys up on everything else in the wide world of sports. Come back. We'll hear from Mac Jones later on the program. We've already heard from Coach Bill Belichick. We'll share relevant audio from across the Patriots locker room and the players in the face of an emotional day, a rainy day, opening day, a difficult defeat, final score, Eagles 25, Patriots 20. We'll hear from Mike Cadlick, WEI.com, beat reporter. Who knows? Maybe we'll sneak in a couple other special calls as well. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Pass. Intercepted. Deflected and picked off. And running with it is Slay. And he breaks the tackle and goes to the end zone for the pick six. Audio from the CBS broadcast, first quarter, New England Patriots. Correct me if I'm wrong, Andy, that was the first offensive drive of the 2023 season for the New England Patriots. Yes, they uh, turned they, it over on their first They opened two. with a touchdown. Yeah, not theirs. Just not. <laughs> they found the end zone. <laughs> they found the end zone at Gillette. Look at you, ever the optimist. See? Patriots oh, I told you, the end Mr. Zone. Patriots positive. The Patriots were able to open with a score. It was just for the wrong team. This is the Six Rings Post Game Show with Fitzy and Hart here on WEEI, Boston Sports Original. You can jump in at any time, 617-779-7937. The lines are jammed right now, kind of like Route 1 north and southbound. Andy, I will say this. As I made my way, matriculated my way up to the stadium today for an 11 a.m. arrival, that would be five and a half hours before the game, half an hour before the league mandate allows you to open the lots, which is five hours before kickoff, 1125. Got to say, multiple traffic jams, miles out from the stadium. It was nice to, along with seeing all the Tom Brady jerseys, feel the energy and the buzz around the game and the stadium today. The 12s everywhere reminded me, made me feel like it was 2013, 14, 16, 08, 09, whatever again. That and also just the, the feel. You could tell it felt special. It felt very special. Probably the most special it has felt down there, dare I say, since October 2021 when Tom Brady last came back to town as well. Of course, that, again, another hard-fought so game. You're still living off Tom. You're still living off the dynasty. You're I living know. in the glory days. I think what you just said is the saddest thing I've ever heard. I, I know. I can't, and I can't, des- I can't decide if I feel I sad we about that. You were putting out the photos, all these 12s in the parking right. lot. Well, it was yeah. fun to see. Is but it? Then, it is, but no, it is. It was I great can't make s- fun of other teams that do it, like the the Raiders. I mean, the uh, the Raiders calling themselves team of the decades, commitment to excellence. Okay, I can't but, make fun of the Bears. But Brady the most just popular retired. jerseys in Chicago are Walter Payton and Dick Butkus. My God, dude, that's guys. been but that's been thirty and fifty years. This is at least reasonably fresh. If this okay. is all we have I mean, to look forward to, keep doing it five fine. and ten, I twenty you years were trying from to now. Win this year. Yes, we are trying to win this year. Okay. But are we not allowed to reconnect so to I our recent and glorious the, past? The only ah. excitement you get is a scoreboard, a lighthouse, and a former player coming to nah, ring okay. a rinky-dink you bell. You know what? Actually, you lost me. I now, didn't care for the bell. Now I'm with the text line. Oh, by the way, the bell was a little underwhelming. It, it was on, like, wheels. I thought it was a permanent big bell when I heard about it. It's a little bell. Yeah, it was a little. Is it like, yeah, maybe that was a temporary one and there's a better bell coming? I don't know. I wanted, like, a big bell that's I, permanently I, like, part of the I lighthouse. wanted something that just, like, when it rings, it's like, oh, yeah. I could feel that. Everyone was yeah. like, ding, ding. I got a bell bigger than that at home. Yeah, I know. What are we doing? I could find a bigger bell than that. Philadelphia's so like, the bell right, we got a bigger one. Ours is as the execution. Oh, come on. You know what? Now I'm back with the text line. Shame on you. You can be with the text line. 617-779-7937 is the telephone number. Let's go to Jonathan in Brookline. Jonathan, he's line one, Mike. Uh, how are you, buddy? Welcome to the Six Rings Post Game Show. Hi, guys. I love the show. So, in my opinion, this entire game boils down to the fact that simply the Patriots just cannot get over the hump. 
And what I mean by that is mm-hmm. how many times have we seen this exact finish to a Patriots game where they nearly come back, they're driving, and a touchdown would win it, but they just can't. Like, looking back to last year, the game on Christmas Day against the Bengals mm-hmm. where Ramondre fumbles the ball, or going back even farther than the Cam Newton days, he fumbled against the Bills in a similar situation. So it always comes down to, oh, they might come back, but then they make a mental mistake, like not kicking the field goal or not snapping the football. So I like, like uh, Andy said, this is a – this is a stepping stone, kind of. This is a step in the right direction, the things that we saw today from Mac, from Bourne, from the offense. But they're going to need an even bigger stepping stone. And I thought today would have been the perfect time to do it against such a premier team. But in the end, it just didn't work out. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right, Jonathan. Thanks for the call. One of the things that we have to do right now as as media, as, as fans, as people that consume nonstop not, oh, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, Patriots quarterback, Mac Jones. Over here. Chelsea McDonald with 7 News. What do you think contributed to the slow start to this game, and how proud are you of the way that you guys responded despite that slow start? Yeah, I think uh, just working through some things. Really didn't throw any good passes on the first drive, so uh, definitely a slow start. and starts with me. Uh, just got to watch the tape and, and clean it up, but definitely felt like we fought hard. The rookies played really well. The offensive line played really well. The skill players played really well, so... Definitely let the team down tonight. Couldn't couldn't score, you know, early, and we just fell behind because of me, and uh, I put it on myself. Hi, Mac. Um, the defense uh, got you the ball a couple of times late in the game, yeah. uh, with the possibility of, you know, getting the ball in to go ahead. How would you sum up those two drives that you just weren't able to? Yeah, it's not very finish good. Finish it off. Yeah. Uh, not good by me. I mean, they gave me the ball twice to win the game, and I couldn't do it. So uh, I just got to go back and watch and see what I can do better. But uh, as a quarterback, that hurts, right? Uh, you get a chance to win the game twice and can't do it. Um, so just got to learn from it. You only get so many opportunities in the NFL to do that, and I uh, felt like I definitely let the team down. Hey, Mac, to your right, starting with the offensive line, play down two starters. How do you assess how the protection was and how those guys executed overall today? Yeah, great. I think starting two rookies on the offensive line is tough, and they played really, really good uh, all night. Didn't really feel the pressure at all against the best defense line in the NFL. So um, felt like they did an amazing job. Couldn't thank them enough for the job they did tonight and just got to grow and continue on. And um, Those will be some of the best guys they'll go against all year. But in the NFL, everyone's good, right? So they know that. Uh, they're working hard. Everybody, you know, David's doing a great job leading, and Trent, um, and some of the older guys. So been really proud of those guys and definitely felt like I let them down a little bit there at the end. Didn't play my best uh, game. So uh, definitely just got to keep working. But then also to be in that two-score hole, what, do you th- what did it say to you about the team, the way you guys responded as yeah. a whole? Yeah, I-, I loved it. I think, you know, they kept fighting, just play play by play. Uh, don't look at the scoreboard, and Coach Belichick did a great job explaining that to us. Just play each play for what it is, and um, definitely had too many bad plays versus good plays for me, and uh, just got to watch it and see what I can do better. But everybody around me played a great game, and um, just got to be better. Mac, we speak a lot about leadership. You yourself are hard on yourself. You just talked about it, and you could have... Uh, come back in that fourth quarter, but down 16 nothing. That was the time that looked like any team could fold. Your team did not. What does it say about you and your growth here in this third year and being able to lead your team back in that way? Yeah, I think uh, the defense obviously played great and special teams had some good returns and stuff. So uh, honestly, you just have to watch it and, and see what I can do better from a schematic standpoint. I felt like in the most critical times, I played my worst. So just got to go back and, and look and see what I can do better. It's all you can do is learn. Um, that's that's what you do as a good quarterback. You you go back and learn. And when, when it's the hardest, that's when you need to play your best. Uh, so I definitely can do it. I know I can do it. I've done it before. Um, just got to be better. And uh, definitely came back and had a chance to win the game a few times. So just felt like I let the defense down. And I'll, I'll have to live with that. Mac, the, the offense was stagnant to start, and then you had that, that run there, the, the touchdown drives in the second quarter. It added more of a vertical element to the, to the offense at that point. What really settled you guys in and, and made you comfortable at that point? Yeah, I think Coach O'Brien just doing his thing, calling the game, um, how he knows how to call it. He did a great job preparing us all week, 
uh, we knew what we were getting. It was just, you know, slow start uh, kind of first game, but definitely wanted to have a better start and felt like we did some good things, but it wasn't consistent enough. But definitely just him just keeping calm, just talking through with the offensive line and us and the quarterbacks and everybody. Uh, felt like we had a good plan, kind of like it declared, the game declared. We knew what they were kind of doing. So come up with some plays that we liked and uh, just need to execute a little better in those critical points. Mac, you're being hard on yourself. A question, though, in terms of things that you don't like what you did, yeah. was it a decision-making standpoint that you didn't like or just physical ability, something you didn't do physically in terms of, of not making the play? Um, I'll have to go look. I felt like there was definitely a couple of times when I probably didn't throw it to the right guy. Um, just have to watch the film. You know, sometimes when you're out there, it's going fast. Just trying to stay neutral and um, don't go up and down, which I try not to do tonight. Um, but yeah, I just got to watch it from a schematic standpoint, but I do think I have the ability to make all the throws. It's not that it's just doing it at the right time. And, um, like you said, just trying to watch the film and, and make it work. Hey Mac, how would you describe your relationship, uh, your chemistry or, uh, confidence in Kendrick, uh, yeah. uh obviously big target tonight, uh, had the miscue early on where it seemed like the pass went off his hands, but no uh, hesitation to keep going back to him. How confident are you in Kendrick to bounce back from that sort of stuff and when the game's in an important situation that yeah. he's going to make the play? Yeah, I mean, KB's one of my closest friends, and I know that he's going to run as hard as he can on every play um, and fight for the ball, and, and our receivers have been doing that very well. Um, that one I threw too high in the rain. It's gonna, that's going to happen. It's a bad throw. Um, but, yeah, he kept fighting, and I know that about KB. We've kind of been in these situations far too often or behind and I know that's my go-to guy and and the other guys too they were, they're all open at some point in the game and we just have to hit them and sometimes we did um, and the line gave us great time all night so that was never an issue. Mac what was your reaction to watching Jabril lay that hit on Jalen and, and getting the ball back for you guys another chance to go to go? Yeah that was a great play Pep he's a man he, he told me to go win it and uh, we couldn't do it so that hurts me but they gave me the ball back to win it uh, multiple times, and Pep always brings that energy to practice, and it feeds feeds through the team. Um, and he's going to continue to make those plays, and, and we talked in the locker room, and I feel like we're on the same page. Just got to do better on my part, you know. When the defense holds the best offense, you know, to that few points and gets the ball back, just got to be better. Mac, the old saying, like, in the NFL, you have to learn how not to lose. Uh, yeah. You guys played well on offense today, but there were just a couple of mistakes kind of sprinkled throughout the game. Is it getting frustrating kind of learning these lessons and losses, I guess? Not really. I think, I mean, it's hard, right? You're trying to win every game, but you have to learn. If you don't learn, you'll never never end up winning. So I do think that losing is, is not fun, never has been, never will be. But just trying to move forward and um, you know, if we scored a few more points on offense tonight, it'd be a different story. So we're not far off. It's just trying to just, you know, do better. Matt, it seemed like the offense started gaining momentum when you were using bunch and stack formations to create some miscommunication. Yeah. Why was that something you thought would be an advantage heading into this matchup? Yeah, it's a great question. I think um, really with the, with the defense and, and all the coverages that they play, um, felt like we needed to do that and spread out the formations and also bring them in tight. So. I'm not really picky about it. I just want you know the play to come in fast, which it did, and then get up there and execute. So I felt like our tempo was good. Um, when we use the tempo plays, you got to make make the tempo plays work, or else there's no point in running the tempo plays. So we have a few out of bunch, we have a few out of stacks, and stuff like that. But um, yeah, that's a really good question. Hi, Mac. Um, what? Just can you speak to what you've seen from Hunter Henry and what your relationship was like with him? Yeah, Hunter's awesome. Um, him, Mike. Pharaoh, everybody, Matt Sokol, they have a great room over there. I'm really, really proud of those guys and the way they had a good camp and carried it over to the game. Um, but, yeah, he's definitely a great teammate, just always positive, and I'm just disappointed that I let him down. Couldn't, we couldn't score that at the end. Um, but, yeah, we're going to keep working. Hunter's real positive. Mike's real positive. They played a lot of football in this league, and um, I can definitely lean on them as some of the veteran leaders. Cool. Thanks. Patriots quarterback Mac Jones finishing up his press avail at Gillette Stadium following the five-point loss to the Eagles in the home opener. Andy, I really appreciate the fact that he took ownership of some of the mistakes he made. I really appreciate the More fact that he took... did. 
You said it. Most of us thought it. You said it. I understand. I and I don't. Here, here I am sitting here not disagreeing with you. He took ownership of his mistakes. He took ownership of his inability to lead the team to points when they needed it most. And I appreciate that. That was more leadership than I saw or at least felt from a sort of demonstrative and kind of whiny Mac in the first half, like he was throwing a little arm flailing. It's like, oh, come on, are we going back here again? Like, we did this already last year. We got rid of the guys that made you do that, or are we just going to fall back on old habits? And instead, he took ownership of the fact that he wasn't able to get it done in the end. But was he too hard on himself there? No, okay, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, we'll get into the thumbs up, thumbs down later, but I thought Mac was part of the problem early and mm-hmm. then couldn't finish late. And that's why you lose. Second and third quarter, Mac was excellent. Second, actually, second and most of fourth quarter, Mac was excellent. In the end, he just wasn't but able to. But if you're going to be a higher end, yes, franchise quarterback, mm-hmm. and your defense gets you the ball twice down a score, do something with it. Damn it! And he didn't. The first one, they got nothing, um, and then the second one, they got like thirty yards before they fizzled out. Both of them, they turned it over on downs, I believe. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So multiple on downs. Yeah. Twice they turned it over on downs with the game on the line. You can't do that. You know, you, you have a good coach. Now you have a good scheme. You have playmakers. You say you have competent confidence in, you know, you say born is your go-to guy. Okay. Sure you have go-to today. guys yep. on the field and your go, your two go-to guys. We know who max go-to guys are actually three of them. I would say when the, when the offense rounded into form over the course of the game, his go-to guys were making go-to plays. Henry, Bourne, and Ramondre Stevenson through the air more than on the ground, but making the plays he can, run after catch. And if you have those guys doing those things and the offensive line is doing its best to hold up for you, you got to make plays. Um, yeah, I thought it was really interesting that he brought up what we talked about earlier, in a way, when he said, I can make all the throws. It's not that. Can you? Why'd you bring that up, Mac? Or are you wondering if you can make all the throws? Because you, you kind of underthrew some things today. Bourne was wide open on a bomb behind Slay. Remember the bomb in the second hung quarter? Up there. Even the fourth down play short of the sticks took forever to get to Hunter Henry, which I think makes him want to rush because he knows, oh, I'm four yards short of the sticks, so as soon as I catch this, I got to get moving because guy's going to hit me. Max Arm, which has been a major talking point for three years, coming out of college, talking point, you told me it was going to get stronger. I told you it wouldn't, and here we are. I thought he was going to step into his throws. I thought he would be able to drive the ball more. He stepped into the Bourne throw, the deep one. Eh, did he? Because he remember did. last year, unfortunately, he, on, I think he did. Week I'd two, like to the say touchdown he to Aguilar, which Aguilar so you think did he has a strong climb. arm? No, it's I a don't. Footwork no, thing. I don't. Because I don't. I don't think. I he has, think he has a. And an a matter of fact, aver- a below it looks average weaker arm. to me. His his arm looks a little weaker to me than I anticipated Maybe or that I remember seeing. Well, no. Let me ask you this question. I'm not going to do ideal gas law. I'm not going to do the 98% humidity. I'm not going to do the wet ball, all that jazz. I would rather ask this. Remember, he got popped in the Green Bay game. Okay, and then we don't see him in the final preseason game. And then there were whispers of, though we didn't see him on the the injury report, Mac Jones. On our station. Are you, feeling, are you feeling okay? Okay, he can answer it. He could also still no, be He lying. laughed and said like, he hadn't heard anything about it oh, and yeah. said, I'm as good to, I'm good to go, good as can be, good as something. Fresh as lettuce. He got exactly I think that's where what he we got do. hit. You're looking where, for an out. I think he's okay. His arm is his arm. Hey, it's my part of it is my job is to ask the questions and just sort of put it out there. You can answer, and so can the Foxborough. I don't see a different arm than I've hold. seen for the better I, part of three years. That was the weakest his arm has looked to me. A texter right here, six zero three, up in the Granite State. You guys are cowards. Are you you guys are <laughs> you guys are cowards if you won't steer the conversation towards Mac Jones not having an NFL arm? We talked about it earlier. It's the second time today. we talked about it in an hour and a half. I'm going to need you people to listen. Like another person says, uh, they way exceeded expectations. The Brady stuff was fun. Andy has to be miserable and drag us all down. There was lots to be positive about. That's what I said to start the show. Going to need you to listen. There was lots to build on, lots to feel good about. You went toe to toe with a good team, but in the end. You made costly mistakes that cost you the game. That's what I said. Now, if you only hear portions of it, that's the way you people are. A lot of people want to hear certain things. We would like you to hear everything. Hear what's said, not what you want to hear. Okay, all right, already. at you just because I'm looking at you while you're I was going to say, the direct eye contact kind of threw me off. Back to the phones we go. Matt's in Framingham. Hi, Matt. How are you? Boy, I thought Danny from Quincy was annoying. I mean, jeez. People have lost their minds today. Um... Look, I'm just going to just shoot this right out for you guys, and uh, you can take it from wherever angle you want. Okay. When is this team going to win a big effing game? 
when is this team going to actually beat a team that is better than them, better than on talent, way better when it comes to execution, instead of playing the mall victory card? I think it's time we need to stop playing the mall victory card and understand it's been four damn years of the same damn crap since Bill Belichick let Tom Brady walk out the door for nothing. How about we try to win the effing game for once instead of just focusing in on, wee, Tom Brady was out there, wee, same old crap. And mic drop. Thank you very much, Matt, from Framingham. He raises a valid point to a degree that many fans are frustrated. There are people walking out saying, hey, they exceeded expectations. There are people that said they fought to the end, and I appreciate that. I saw some fight in this team. They're not just going to go down without a swing, without a fight, without an effort. They're showing people they're not going to be pushed around that they're a different team this year. But when the result is the same, and now we are going on. Now Bill Belichick is 25 and 27 since Tom Brady mm-hmm. left the New England Patriots. I know, yes, people, we're very well aware Stats of the fact are for losers. that it's week one and there's nothing more cloying, nothing more frustrating than overreaction Monday, which is also part of Moral Victory Monday and Patriots Monday here at WEI. Overreaction Monday is the worst. No one is going to pronounce the Titans, the Bengals, last year's AFC Championship participants, as well as the New England Patriots, as done. No one's going to read last rights. No one's going to finish off their season on Monday, September 11th, 2023. But if we're not allowed to be frustrated by the fact that it looked like they had a chance to show that they had made the necessary improvements to not just be last year's team or the year before's team and actually beat a team with a winning record with Super Bowl aspirations, well, it's frustrating. It's pretty simple. I feel better about the team today than I did yesterday. That's how I would boil it down. There you go. Because you put up a fight against a good team, and I think you kicked yourself in the cojones and gave the, the game away. I wasn't sure if you had to play backups, and yes, they are backups on the mm-hmm. offensive line, they you are. could compete. I wasn't sure if you had to play backups at cornerback against two really good receivers, you could compete. You did. Christian Gonzalez, I thought, played a nice football game. A very nice football game. I think they got one in Christian Gonzalez. We'll see. I'm, I'm not going to make that assessment yet. I thought that pre-draft that he was him. That you were getting a him when you drafted him. But you were so excited by the draft pick, you ran in the other room and talked to Ross Tucker for 10 minutes. That's true. And now Ross Tucker and I tweet about uh, drums versus uh, flats in terms of wings online together. We're, oh well, we're you guys are, buddies. Guys are having a little bit of a, uh, yeah. little, a little bromance, a barbecue a bromance. Talk about the bones we like. All right, what? I'll just sort of leave that sound drop there. Mike, make sure you grab that one for the postgame show after the postgame show. 617-779-7937, that's your number. The phones are jammed. We're thrilled to talk to you. Unfortunately, it is in defeat once again. Pats lose 25-20 to the Eagles at the opener on Tom Brady Day. When Andy and I come back, it'll be three up and three down. We'll review the job by the offensive line today, why the slow start, how the Patriots can look to improve, your calls, and, of course, we'll wrap things up with the Cars for Kids player of the game. This is the Six Rings postgame show. On WEEI. Now, back to the Six Rings postgame show on WEEI. Four damn years of the same damn crap since Bill Belichick let Tom Brady walk out the door for nothing. How about we try to win the effing game for once instead of just focusing in on, wee, Tom Brady was out there, wee. Same old crap. Ooh, the Pats people are passionate. Foxborough's faithful are fired up today, Andy, and we love the fight. We love the compete. We love the intensity, the emotions, and more. That's what we bring. That's what we love that you bring to the Six Rings postgame show here on WEEI. So, Andy, how do you try to balance? Obviously, the team has to try to balance uh, a lot of different things out. Being too aggressive. At times, uh, they went for it late. They missed an opportunity to kick a field goal, as several callers, several texters, several people on the socials have pointed out earlier. That kind of uh, over-aggression, some people like, some people also don't like. How do you balance out the, you know, how do you balance out the, hey, look, they made improvements. They're a better football team than they were at the end of last year with the whole, like, damn it, I'm getting tired of watching these guys lose games that they should have won. 
well, I mean, I just uh, that's what you have to do. You have to I know. have an objective eye, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean that in both directions. There are some people, the caller was mocking people like you that are like, woo, Brady's here. Woo, it's it fun. It wasn't just me. Well, I, I had know. fun people with Brady like there. You. Okay. Um, people do like me. But so. also you can't be the Shimes of the world. Chris Shime, producer on The Morning Show, who's a Mac hater and thinks Mac He's going to be all and, over Max Armstrength tomorrow. It, well, the truth is somewhere in the middle. I know. Like, this was not a great performance. Moral victories should be beneath us in New England. Sure. Are they? No. They haven't been for years now. We are four years into moral victories matter because the alternative is you stink. The alternative is you can't compete. The alternative, and some people want this, by the way. Some people like you think they should have tanked four years ago or that they should tank this year for Caleb Williams. I don't want them to tank now. They made a mistake not tanking in 2020. When they were gifted, no one in the stands and had a chance to trade off parts, reset. It shouldn't have been getting Liddy with Stiddy. It should have been sucking with Stidham so they could have figured out who they needed to be with draft picks while other teams reloaded around them. Okay, well, why wouldn't you do that now? Uh, Because you're a better team. Okay. Are you a good enough team? A better team to do what? You're an almost good enough team. Okay, so you're not good enough. No. Okay, so you're not good enough. Not good enough yet. Ridiculous amounts of cap space on the horizon. Mm -hmm. So why wouldn't you reset? Well, we'll see what happens at the end of October. We'll see what happens. Now, I'm not advocating for resetting. I'm just saying people are, and you can make an argument for it. My simple reality is you're a mediocre football team with a mediocre quarterback and, sorry, without Tom Brady, a mediocre coach. So you're mediocre. And that leaves you moral victorying or weighing the goods and the bads and all these things and mixed feelings. That's called being a sports fan more often than not, right? Correct. All these, te- all these leagues have 30, 32 teams. There's usually like five really good teams, five really bad teams. And then the middle, the which middle, is what it was designed to be all, all these years. Like the, the Red Sox. The Patriots. The Red Sox are kind of in it. They're not really in it. Why can't you play the young guys? Well, I don't, Alex Gore says last year we weren't in it. This year we're kind of oh, in it. Oh, God. If the, Patriots are, if the Patriots are the Red Sox of football, just take me now. Because that is not the kind of season that I want to I mean, be in for. You think it's a stupid comparison? Al, he's in Boston. Help me, Al. What's up? How you doing? How are you? Are you on the way, you're on the way home from the game, Big Al? I certainly am. I'm on my way home from the game, and uh, I'm just I just don't understand this whole game plan. I mean, I'm I'm happy they were down 16-0, as we know, and they came back. That's fantastic. But the, I'm, I'm blaming, blaming this on coaching. I don't understand how Belichick didn't put them in the best position to win. They made it. They had it in the, in the fourth quarter. They were they made a fourth and eight. Okay, mm-hmm. so they made the fourth and eight. On the 55 or 50, wherever they were at. And they made that Hensel Henry un- unbelievable catch. And then they're on the 25. Take the three. You take the three right there. I'm blaming this on Belichick on that coaching decision. Why? I'm asking you. Belichick always puts him in the best position to win. Why did he not go for that three? Well, because he believed that was the best position to win, right? He said that, and I have to take him at his word. Fourth and three from the Philadelphia 17. It was actually closer than you um, noted. And I've seen some allusions to, oh, this is what he did with Gostowski, too. You got to work him in. You got to, if he can't hit a 35 yard field goal, I don't care what the situation is. If you can't put him out there for a 35 yard field goal, then he's not your kicker. Move on, right? I mean, a 35 yarder, why'd you, you held on to the guy? Meanwhile, your old pal Big Kick Nick had not one, not two, not three, not four, but five. Count them five. Now, granted, it was in a dome, climate control. Obviously, the elements were a little bit of a factor the last couple of years during Big Kick Nick's reign during those three years, and rain was a factor today as well. But, yeah, you got to put the guy out there. He's he held on to the fourth you're rounder for a reason. Kick. Like, I, I don't – you're not asking him to punt. You're not asking I mean, him to run. Yes. I know. A I don't 35 yard field goal is Al, a gimme. Yeah, it should be. It's an extra point with two it's two yards longer than an extra point. Al, it's a great question, and I, I agree with you that it's okay, look, the Patriots beset themselves and hurt themselves with the mistakes that they made in the first quarter, obviously, going down sixteen nothing. Andy, we are kind of sleeping on the fact, or maybe we need to highlight more. And Al, thanks very much for the call. Uh we need to highlight more the fact they only gave up nine points the final three quarters against one of the five best offenses in the NFL. That's pretty damn impressive. Yeah, and they didn't even really give up the first 16. 
They held the Eagles to four field goals, right? Yeah. If you take away the fumble points in the pick six, wasn't it four field goals? Pretty much. Yeah, they held them to a field goal in the opening drive, that big sack by Matt Judon. I mean, you can't ask the defense to do much more than that in that situation. No. And yet, again, do you believe Bill believed he was doing the right thing on fourth and three from the 17? Yes, I believe. I I don't think he's undercutting his team or like he's trying to bring it all together in his head and says, what's best for my team? Go for it. Now, he's wrong. He's in my opinion, 100% wrong. I would have kicked mm-hmm. the field goal. My defense is playing really well. My mm-hmm. defense has been solid all day. I'm going to get the ball back in a one-score game. And then I'm going to well, give my rookie kicker a chance. Hey, you know what? If Chad Ryland had to kick a 55-yarder with 10 seconds left, just like Nick Folk had to try a 56-yarder against Tom Brady back in October of 2021, that one doinks off the left upright in the rain. If Chad Ryland missed it, you know what? Damn. It was really close. That's a tough spot to put the rook in, but hopefully that'll make him stronger and better in the long run. But look at the way they fought and got back into this game. I just, you can't count on Nick Sirianni going for it on fourth and three and Christian Gonzalez making up a nice pass break. I just, those, you can't bank on those things. Everything did still, in the end, tilt in their favor. But why are we, why are we pointing to the coaching? Yes, the coaching could have been better down the stretch, when, again, Mac Jones, who was very hard on himself in his media avail just a few moments ago, he was kind of right. I didn't play well enough to get us the win. Well, I would argue, though, almost everybody made critical mistakes somewhere along the line, whether it's Booty, mm-hmm. Douglas, Mac, yep. Henry, Bourne. Calvin Anderson with the hold on the yeah. two-point conversion. Like the line was good yep. until they made a mistake. Right? like, And that's the nature of this business. Booty caught the ball, but didn't drag the left foot. Right. Everybody made mistakes that contributed. Maybe even Ramondre could have run better. I haven't seen the tape, but he didn't. He had a terrible night running the football. Ended up making plays through the air. Everybody contributed in what... You have your rookie rookie punter, Barringer, yep. punts it into the end zone. Like, not ideal. Everybody oh. did things you're not... Lo- and Bill said that. I think he started his press conference saying something like, I'm sure everybody made some plays that they're happy with and some plays they'd like to have back. Absolutely. So I appreciate Mac pointing the thumb, not the finger. Mm -hmm. I'd like to see Bill point the thumb a little bit or at least maybe explain beyond best interest of the team. Yeah, we got to coach better, do better, all three phases. That's not enough. That's not enough. But that's how he always is. He's consistent in a loss. He's never going to stand up and take accountability. You're, he certainly didn't do it no. last year. Remember when he said he would take accountability for Matt Patricia mm-hmm. and then never took accountability for Matt Patricia? So expecting him to suddenly take accountability is not, you know, other than the, the company line, go to coach better starts with me. You don't really mean that. Leading it rusher on the value. Night. Ezekiel Elliott, seven carries, 29 yards. Well, he had a little burst late, a couple. I would, I'd give back those <laughs> yards if he could keep the ball early. Dan in Newton. Good Dan and Newton helps us wrap up hour number two of the Six Rings postgame show. Hi, Dan. Hi, boys. Dan and Newton here. Still in the parking lot, trying to get home. It was a tough loss. Max Jones played great, but I got one other point for you guys. Yep. Kirk Menahan producer job. Tommy Quinlan, Andrew Augustus. All right. Thank you very much, Dan. Appreciate that very much. Uh, Good call. Good hearing from you as well. 617-779-7937 is your telephone number if you would like to join the Six Rings postgame show. One more hour to go. We'll go three up and three down with Andy Hart. Uh, We've got a lot of people that are vying for spots in both categories. Believe it or not, more of your calls. Just everything that needs to be analyzed, discussed, and so much more here on the Six Rings postgame show. Patriots lose. It's a tough one. Can we handle yet another moral victory Monday? And will this be the moral victory Monday that actually turns the Patriots' tides? We'll discuss that with you and so much more when we come back. This is WEEI. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And 
Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at Bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.